I'm Michael Spiegelman, just like I was about to say, and I'm here with Spiegelman. We are the hosts of Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube, available everywhere as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. So get that tattooed on your forehead, and you'll have a conversation piece. Carl, what is the movie we are watching on YouTube while listening to our podcast at the same time? We are right away going to go to YouTube and put into your search engine Lost Angels 1989. Lost Ooh, Angels 1989. I can smell the stench from that movie from here. All right. Who's hosting it? What's, what channel? Uh, the only channel I think is available is Raymond James Midian. M-I-D-I-A-N. You'll see Raymond James Midian. Okay. So everyone should go and get this ready. To, uh, cue it up to zero, zero. Uh, pause if you have to. And uh, I hope you're back. Are you ready? Let's get the countdown king himself, Mr. Descending Numerals. The count of three, two, one. I ran out of nicknames. Let's get ready to Brumba. Paul Brumba. Paul Brumba! Right. It's the McDonald Happy Meal, three, two, one. All right, here we go, guys. Get your stuff together. Hey, Carl. Hey, let's roll right. it because this sucker is long. Here we here we go, my man. Uh, you guys know the cue. Put your finger right over that silly little triangle, and let's do this thing in three, two, one, go. All right. Thank very excited. Thank you, Paul. Paul Brumbaugh, he hosts the uh, podcast that streams right before us on MutinyRadio.fm as we stream live every Sunday, 2 to 5. Oh, we don't stream 2 to 5. We stream 2 p.m. Pacific. Five o'clock. No, Jersey. no. Jersey five. I'm I'm talking over Hugh Hudson's film. Director of Chariots of Fire, by the way. Get out of here. You're full of shit. Is he here? Hugh, Hugh. Great joke. The legend of Tarzan made this crap. Look at that. That's so San Francisco. Yeah, that's what you think from New Jersey. Because you are from New Jersey, as well am I. And when you go to California, you're like, what? You could fit four fucking shopping malls in that hill. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, look at that. You could put a Howard Johnson's, a Roy Rogers, and another Jersey thing. A Lay's it Potato Chip Factory. Absolutely. How many Westfield malls can you put in there, huh? I mean, like... Yeah, right. How many Garden State plazas could fit on that hill alone? Alone. Uh-oh. Ad-Rock. What, is that King Ad-Rock from the VC Boys? That is the King Ad-Rock. Yes. A-D-R-O-C-K. Oh, King Ad-Rock. I use the microphone like Picasso used clay. Of course... Picasso did not use clay. That's why they were so damn funny, the Beastie Boys. Which, in truth, they're really not funny. Can we get that debate out of the way? Do you think the Beastie Boys are funny or just not funny? I think that they are, yeah, they're funny. They're they're goofy. They're ta they're not taking themselves seriously. Yeah, well, that's fine. But I'm asking if they're funny. Uh, They're not a stand-up act, no. All right, okay. I don't mean to, to get to bring up a hot topic, a hot take on the VC boys, but somebody in this room doesn't think they're funny. You know, this all this stuff like we're watching the draw, it's just not it doesn't lead us anywhere. Well, isn't he like he must be troubled kid and he's meeting his yeah. parents and this is the this is the setup. That's the mom and the stepdad, and they picked him up from Juvie. Oh, whoa. Was him and, and the other East Street Boys were causing uh, ruckus. Um, th they're taking him to a interview at a psychiatric hospital, 
and then that's it. They'll be on their way. As a matter of fact, they're even discussing dinner plans for tonight. Did you say check it? Check, check, check it out. <laughs> now, I, the reason why I, I was excited this movie was on YouTube and would like to do it on our show uh, where we watch movies is because I actually read about it in a book. I'm well aware of this movie. I saw this in college 30 years ago, but uh, mm. in the BC Boys book, which is the King Ed Rock and uh, Mike uh, uh, Diamond, right? No, Adam Diamond. No, Mike D. Mike D. Uh, the two surviving members wrote a, a very comprehensive uh, retrospective of their careers. Uh, and it's great. And it's really interesting. I mean, can you imagine, Carl, being a fucking teenager in New York City, Lower East Side, or, or Alphabet during that time and going to see a, a new band called Bad Brains? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like every right. New Jersey Bad boy's dream to like, oh, I'm going over to this new place called CBGB's where I could get in underage <laughs> and then I could go home because it doesn't matter. My parents are cool New York parents. Oh, I got to tell you, CBGB's, you could absolutely walk in the door no matter what your age. They didn't card you. They didn't care. They wanted your beer money. Yeah, a lot of a lot of bars in New York when I was underage, they just want your beer money. They don't give a shit. Right. And it's like you get busted, it's on you or something. I don't know. They didn't care. Now, did, did you go see a lot of punk bands in the 80s and 90s at CBGB's, All Ages Show, stuff like that, Sick or I Denial? I would say a lot, but yes, I did spend my time there. And the thing was, it was always packed. And then when my band would perform there, it'd be empty. Oh, so Mobile Cactile cleared out the room. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it was actually uh, uh, Basic Terms. Basic terms. We are basic terms. Basic terms. Basic terms. Basic terms. Basic now, there's terms. Gonna be, there's going to be no Beastie Boys in this whole film. Well, there's not Adam Horowitz, the right? Oh, not in the soundtrack. They don't acknowledge it. Now, what I, I need to say is he's not going to do anything ad Rocky, you know. Ad Rocky mentioned playing it. playing his character. In the Beastie Boys books, they talk about this uh, movie came out after they did Paul's Boutique, which we mentioned a yeah. couple weeks ago. We really love that album. But... There was kind of they were at a crossroads. They didn't realize what they were going to do, and he went well, off. Yeah. Okay, so I saw an interview, 1989, while they were shooting this film, and he claims as soon as he as soon as I'm done here, he was going straight back into the studio with uh, the Beastie Boys. All right, so he probably this had a change of the, heart. I guess this was January '88 to March '88. They filmed. And also, the cameras were on him. I don't know. What's he right. going to say? He isn't going to say, yeah, we're having trouble. Well, because he did talk about how like they kind of drifted apart, and then they went back together. So they probably might have been edging together by that point. Mm-hmm. Oh, the old, hey, I want you to meet the other GVs. Come on in. Okay, the, now, keep your eyes peeled for okay. Paulie Shore. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Way to bury the Pauly lead. Shore is kid number three. This might be the only Pauly Shore movie I've never seen. Adam Horowitz also has not seen this film since 1989, and he's cool with that. Yeah, you and me both. I was pretty cool. But so in the book, he says he brought this up, and he actually says you could probably see this movie on YouTube or or uh, uh, Netflix or whatever the new streaming or whatever the new service is. But don't. I don't. And I said, wait a minute. Let me go ahead and take a look. And it is. Yeah. Right. And so we celebrate uh, great movies on YouTube. So I, this, this movie defines this show. I read about this movie, and I have opportunity to see it on YouTube. Look at these haircuts. 
Flat top now, galore. Look for Paulie. He does not look Paulie-esque. I have not seen him yet in this film, and I've watched it a bunch of times. Now, what happened is the parents dropped him off, but it was a ruse. It wasn't for some interview. Okay. They are leaving him here. So he gets up and he starts to show violent behavior like, I'm getting out of here. And then they clear the room. They know what's coming. Watch oh, for Polly Shore. I'm watching, goddammit. There, that fat guy with the mustache. Oh, no, no. That's his uncle, Polly's uncle. Oh, so they're leaving because these guys are going to beat the shit out of uh, Rock. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, here, the guy sitting across from him, his name is Kevin Teague, and you've seen him a lot of times in a lot of TV. Okay. He was a firefighter on, in 72 to 77, the NBC series Emergency, and that's how he came to fame. But you, you just know his face from being a character. By the actor. way, that movie does not help you with your cold. If you watch Emergency, it does not, it's, <laughs> it does not make it's you... It's a series. It's a series. Oh, I thought you were... Th- yeah, all right. I thought you were talking about the drink. <laughs> See, you know his face, right? Yeah, this guy, yeah. Well, it's very difficult on this. I have to tell you, it's a very hard version to see. Raymond, you should have done a better... Could have given us a better uh, version there, Raymond. They're putting him in a straitjacket and giving him a a sedative. So it's (laughs) like they're going from zero to 60. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of gilding the lily. One of them is going to knock him out. He, He didn't do anything. He just threatened to do something. The only violence he showed is when they attacked him. Yeah. So, what are you, his fucking lawyer? Yes. Look how terrible this copy is. It's all- I know. Raymond, you could have done a better job uh, uploading the, this yeah. movie for us. I mean, it almost looks like he's on a blue screen. It looks like he's wearing uh, stripes. Because <laughs> the white part of the Okay, this is Ooh. a flashback. Flashback, flashback. Me. Right. Once again, we're seeing the fake club that doesn't exist in the real world. This is something you brought up before, is that a lot of times we watch old movies and we see nightclubs and we see teen hangouts and we have to assume, we assume that's what the past was. But in fact, it, even back then, it was a fake one. Well, I don't, that's the thing, Mike. I don't know these black and white films in which you go into the nightclub. I just assume they're real, but... Looking at this, if I was in 1989 watching this film, I know that this place doesn't really exist. Yeah, that's a really good point. So maybe, maybe these old films in black and white, too, had clubs that didn't exist. I don't know. Well, part of the thing about like nightclubs where you go, you go, to, you go out to a nightclub, a live show, and there's a live show and there's an experience. So the movies, they say, well, hey, we're not really, we're going to give you that experience, but because we're the movies, we could hide in it. You know, we could have right. six pianos on the, on the stage and the camera can go around in circles and, you know, we could do Busby like, uh, Berkeley shit. Like is a good example, right? I mean, it's a nightclub, but it's, right. it's, it's a bar. It's a bar with the stage. Oh, you seen there is a movie called CBGBs which I avoided, but I do recommend a movie called Band Slam. Have you heard of this mm-hmm. one? So yeah. these teenagers, they have a band. This guy really loves David Bowie, and they go to New York City and they find the abandoned closed CBGBs and they break into the abandoned building and hang out wow. in the abandoned. Uh, What's it called? Band Slam, and. and- this is like, you know, it's a definitely a, a movie from the last 20 years because a video of his goes viral 
And at the end, David Bowie himself responds to one of his fan mails saying, I seen you on this thing called YouTube. It's one of the last roles David Bowie did. <laughs> so if you're a fan of David Bowie movies, which I am, you got to see Band Slam, see Bowie before yeah. he passed away. Okay, now Adam Horowitz is dancing with Cheryl, okay? And she is Amy Locaine, and you might know her from Cry Baby, the John Waters film. Which I am not familiar uh, with. Or Melrose Place. She was a, a regular. But I know her from School Ties, that, that movie with Matt Damon and... Yeah, I uh, never saw that one. Brendan well, Fraser's Brendan a Jew. Fraser, he's Jewish, and he hides it, and then it's discovered. Okay, so they have a That's big every fight Jew's and they're kicked fear. out, of course. Oh, all right. That guy Sorry. you're seeing right there uh, was on... Um, where is it? Where is it? Oh, he's going to get into a fight. That sounds right, right? Did you know Galileo never got dropped an orange either? It wasn't just Picasso and the clay. It's an apple. It's an apple. Oh. <laughs> how can you know? How can you know? Oh, here it is. William O'Leary, and he was uh, Tim Allen. The younger brother of Tim Allen on Home Improvement. Oh, but you would like him. Yes. In 1987, he was in Nice Girls Don't Explode. Oh, my favorite movie that I can never find. <laughs> yeah, I know. I went to on your suggestion. I went to Netflix DVD, and it's yes. not there. No, it's not there. It was on video cassette, and I watched it, and probably the same time I watched Lost Angels back in '89, and that's it. Mm -hmm. That's the last time I've seen it. It's worth. Check, checking out. I'm sorry, every got, uh, that guy I love. Uh, Wallace Shawn. The Wallace Shawn. Yeah, no, it's I a, really was great in that film. Where he was, can I find it? I'm not gonna lie, he's completely unhinged, and nice girls don't explode. So if you have a chance to see it. By the way, every I hope you don't mind, but every uh, scene where they run in this movie, I'm gonna sing the Chariots of Fire theme song. Because <laughs> of the director. Because the director directed. He went from Chariots. Of, well, Chariots of Fire was '83. And this is 89. Uh, it was 81. 81. But listen, no, this guy was big deal. He did Greystroke, The Legend of Tarzan in 84. I guess that's good, right? That was a successful Tarzan movie. No one ever said that was, yeah. that was a piece of shit. And he went on to do I Dreamed of Africa. I mean, this guy, I don't know why he's directing this, but he's no slouch. Okay. So this is maybe like a, just an opportunity he did it. He says, sure. So... The this guy here in the leather jacket, yeah. right? He's going, why are you bothering us? Why are you picking on us? We shouldn't even be part. And he goes, well, it's something to do. <laughs> well, like we don't pay taxes? Yeah, that's so ridiculous. That kid plays taxes. Are they punk Actually, rockers? Leave, leave the audio up because he's right. going to say it. It does kind of look As like mods versus rockers. We shouldn't yeah. have any business with you. Because it's something to do, here it is. all right, asshole? I get that fucking thing out of here. What do you got to rebel against? What do you got? Okay, now this is the big incident that gets Adam. In a crazy juvie house but no one else well, goes? Well, uh, it's... Ooh, okay, this isn't exactly Bam. the incident that gets him in juvie. Pow. But what happens here will... Um, Influences your way. Do you really think the movie Subaru was the greatest rideshare of your life? Subaru? 
There was a movie called Stuber. It's a, it's a guy. It's a, a Los Angeles police cop uh, partners up with a, a mm-hmm. Uber driver named Stu. Stuber. Oh, right. And the tagline was, "Get ready for the greatest ride share of your life." <laughs> <laughs> um, all I remember is that trailer made me laugh. I saw the movie. Like it, it's good stuff. Don't get me wrong. When it comes to partnering, it's good. It's a solid movie. Is it called Stuber? What'd you call it? St- His name is Stu. Okay. And his friend calls him Stuber because he rides an Uber. He drives an Uber. Okay. I'm uh, boy. I got two movie suggestions yeah. so far out of you. Thank you. Anything okay, but look, to watch this Adam movie. He took Fon- a gun. Well, he slid down. Ad Rock's got a gun. But he didn't just leave it there. He picked it up and he's like, "I have a new toy." It's a so really he's long flashback. Escape, right? He's not going to get busted for being there. He's going to get busted because he has a gun in his hand? No. He just takes the gun with him. Does that gun show up in the third act? Nope. No? They introduced the gun okay. in the first act. Now, look, he didn't run home to a slum, right? He didn't run home to a, a project, a boarding house. He ran home to a suburban, you know, an upper class, upper middle class home. Richie Ritz got a gun. Poor little rich boy. Freeze. Mom and dad having sex. Freeze. Bam, bam. Pew. Well, I drive like a maniac on the street and I. (laughs) Can you tell his voice apart from Michael? Because it got the beat. Now, the late Adam Yock has a very distinct voice, right? So every time that I listen to BC Boys, I I recognize his voice. Yeah, right. And then the other one is like whiny, right? It is. Ad Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Ad Rock is the whiny one. All right. And he's just over the top. And then you got Michael. I don't know. Mike G's just being himself. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you're right. He's the normal one out of the three. Because the other two have distinct uh, cadence. Mike D. I, I, took, I took a Scooby snap. I took a disco <laughs> nap. I ain't buying these jeans because I don't shop at the Gap. Nice. They are funny. Yeah, they are funny. I mean, I, Sabotage the Video is a fucking classic, I mean, and I love it. And they did a remake of Fight for Your Right to Party where they had other actors yes. play the Beastie Boys, and it was really well uh, done. Yes, yeah, Seth. Seth uh, Rogen and Will Farrell and, and Frodo. Frodo was in it. Yeah, I think uh, they had uh, Amy Poehler in the book uh, review all the all their music videos, and uh, she mentioned that she was in that one. Oh, speaking of music videos, the Beastie Boys, Fight for Your Right to Party, had Tabitha Soren from NBC News. Okay. You remember Tabitha Soren, NBC yeah, News? Yeah, uh, MTV, MTV News. Oh, yeah. Then With I Kurt Loder remember. and Tabitha Soren. Okay, so Ad-Rock. That is his name. His name's not Ad-Rock. Is uh, going over to, I guess, I don't know, his name is Tim Doolin, and they call him Chino, Chino, which sounds kind of Latino to me, um, is going to see his friend, <clears throat> and he bumps into the friend's girlfriend, and that's Melrose Place here. And she's totally and now 80s we're gonna, and new. we're going to get the inciting incident that gets him, not right away, that gets him in juvie. Okay. Oh, so, you were just passing by, huh? She's accusing him of, like, trying to hook up with her. And he wasn't. But he's like, whatever you say, darling. some yogurt? Yeah, I like yogurt, uh-huh. Interesting. Go on. 
Right, that kind of talk? Well, he goes, yogurt. And then she goes, okay, do you want to get high? It's like, now you're talking my language. <laughs> it's with wheat germ. We're still in the 80s. Yogurt and wheat germ, man. Imagine eating that shit. Yeah, you would mix it up. That was the 70s. That was the 70s? Yogurt came out in the 70s, and granola and wheat germ came out in the 70s, and they were these um, healthy, healthy things. And then the companies made like one or two products, and people bought them. And the companies said, oh, you would buy this? And then they made yogurt into candy, like a milkshake. Right. And they made granola into candy bars, granola bars. Yeah, you're, right, you're absolutely right. turned it on its head. It's not healthy at all. Anymore. Well, I remember it went off on a tangent where frozen yogurt equals yogurt equals healthy. And therefore, right. frozen yogurt equals healthy, which is a very big stretch. Full of sugar. But not if you're, one of your toppings is wheat germ. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he, she says, I have to wash the car. I promised my mom that I would wash the car. Okay, so get your bikini on and wash the car. So she's, no, no, she's going to drive to the, she's oh. going to wash the car. But this is a convertible. Oh, wait a minute. They she's could put the. stuff like, do you think I'm pretty? And she's like, come on, everybody does. It's really her chasing him. Well, that's because King Ed Rock's acting ability is very limited sometimes at points. <laughs> and you can't oh, tell. He acts so late. His acting is so lazy throughout this whole thing yeah and he kind of admits that he says let's see uh actually i wasn't very serious in retrospect laughs i was really high a lot of the time that's probably what it was i'm just being honest i was living in california smoking a lot of pot and not really focusing and i think that shows in my work laugh Interest. they're interesting guys because they are they're pretty transparent at times look, look, oh look. no wash the car that's, a funny that's the joke, joke. Ferris, my dad's going to kill me. Your dad will recognize you for your first time. Yeah, but you so are they a... dripping wet? It looks like they are, right? Her no, hair. not really. Well, that dress is still... Yeah, look. Ferris so mom passed there's... out. Yeah. And chicka, chicka. mom is um, Patricia Richardson. You would know her from her work on... Home Improvement as, <sighs> as the wife. So the whole cast of Home Improvement is in this movie? Well, two people. That's pretty, <laughs> that's a pretty big average. What was the last time you saw a movie that had like two-thirds of uh, two people from yeah. Home Improvement? Was it that Taylor Thomas Tilton movie? What was the name of the, the hot young... Uh, Home Improvement had like a hot like uh, boy star. Jonathan Taylor T- Tilton. I, I have to tell you, I never really checked out that show. I mean, it's just not interesting to me. Uh, it's a good show. Home, Home Improvement's good. Tim Allen has a TV show about tool time, right? Yeah, right, right. It's I like that. I used to watch the show all the time. And then uh, uh, when, when the show ended and the television actors, the children, grew up, you know, mm-hmm. they, they had their whole lives in front of them, but they would always get hound by paparazzi and they'll be like, Look how ugly this Home Improvement kid is now. Like, I'm no joke. <laughs> and it's like, just leave them a break. And uh, Jonathan Taylor Titan, whatever his name is, he did a lot of Disney movies. And uh, the story I heard is he came out, which I don't know if it's true. 
And now he doesn't really act anymore. But he was in I'll Be Home for yeah. Christmas, which, dear Lord. Oh, about time you took the clothes off. Does he follow him home? Uh, no, they're at her home. Oh. And and the mom was passed out on pills and alcohol on the on the couch. And we wait till their father gets home, right? Is that what's going to happen? No, you'll see. Now, the thing is, um, I was hosting Scotty's, and the guy yes. who was the neighbor in Home Improvement walked in the door. He was the performer that night, the feature. And he was he expected featuring? me to go, hey, it's, you, you know, I don't know. You will, the joke, I don't the, watch that show. Yeah, but the joke of that show is you never saw his face over the, the fence, the neighbor fence. That was, oh, that was the you, joke. Oh. He was like Carlton, the uh, doorman on Rhoda. Like it was a long-standing joke that you would see his hat. I think maybe the last episode he lifted his head above. So the, why did he expect me to wreck it? I mean, he that's didn't the thing say that kills that me. He has a he has a very distinct voice, and he was definitely a powerhouse on the show. But uh-huh. I mean, maybe he should be headlining if it was a big powerhouse. But who am I to speak from the from where so I stand? I went to him and I said, "What do you want me to say for your credit?" And he was like, Ugh. Well, I was the neighbor on Home Improvement. And, uh, was he a neighbor or the neighbor? The neighbor behind the fence. Yeah. Okay, there is the mom. The morning after. Improvement. Officer, and I woke up from pills and booze. fucking Chrysler. What are you, crazy? No, she's the crazy one. She's the one you should have brought. I have given you. I'm not crazy. You're the one that's crazy. Institutionalized. I, well, I just wanted a oh, Pepsi. Just this Pepsi, Damn. and she wouldn't get it to me. I just it came was... home, and she said hello, and I said what? And then she said I didn't like the way you spoke, and I said what? And I said, Mom, oh, give me a Pepsi, and she said you're crazy, and I said you're not crazy. I'm not crazy. You're the one that's crazy. Institutionalized. All right, Beast, uh, CBGB's All Ages Show will continue with a brand new punk band, okay. the Beastie Boys, starring a woman okay, drummer. So here comes uh, um, Trouble. William O'Leary. Ah, look at that! No, what? no, no. Here comes Graham Beckel, and he's the dad. He, I love the and, way he took this. this. Now look, he's in ju- jail because of uh, the pool, right? Not because the of the fight. Went into the pool, but the father's going to rat him out and say he had a gun and he had pills. Oh, yeah. So literally, That's- parents don't understand. He was just holding on to those pills and guns. It had nothing to but do. But Mike, with- if you're in. If you're in a court and right. you've been charged with the pool thing, right? You I can't would hope my father charge for the gun. What? You're, How can the? It doesn't make sense. I think I would be more nervous with my dad holding a gun in a fucking courthouse like that. He's an ex-cop in this thing. Oh, uh, look at those pills! He's right. throwing them on the floor. Now, Mike, when you go into a justice house, yes, a courthouse, yes, a justice they house. go through the metal detector. Yeah, they got a metal detector. I'm ex-cop, let me through. All right. All right, let's listen to the dad's rant. Oh, God. Stop. I don't like this dad. I can't do anything with this. The real father is right here. Sir, Here we go. are you bringing a complaint against your son for illegal possession of a weapon? I want his mother to see what she's doing to Just him, Just answer the question, This please. is how my alimony money is being spent. Mr. Doolin, will you kindly... Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not finished. I asked you a question. This kid needs a year in juvenile hall. That's the only thing that's going to straighten him out. All right, just shut up and sit down or I'll cite you. <laughs> so Jim. he's Graham Beckel, and he you. was um, in the paper chase. That's how he started. He does he have a paper chase haircut. Confidential. Oh, Really? And he was on the TV, the reboot of Battlestar Galactica. 
But you might like this. He was in 1984. He was in Chud. Interesting. I like that. He was he was um, New York resident number two. <laughs> well, actually, he does have those kinds of credits also. He's got um, leaving Las Vegas as L.A. bartender. Yeah, because he looks L.A. He looks L.A. than New York because he has a yeah. hair and that uh, that definite attitude. Oh man, he they was could... in the Astronet Farmer as customer at diner <laughs> your husband's crazy i'll have some more chitlins please <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he was in real films as lee i mean he was in pearl harbor he yeah broke back mountain he's he i remember him i actually oh shit i remember him in pearl harbor he is excuse me honey can i get some more corn hash wait what's the explosion <laughs> <laughs> everybody duck duck <laughs> right that was his line yeah are you crazy by the way, we're still all still in a flashback. I know it's a very long flashback. That's not a good yeah. sign. This is a two-hour movie, which is one of the reasons why we're pushing this film along. By the way, the ending credits are like 10 minutes. So oh, we'll we cut it short. cut a break there. So I want to talk a little bit about Beastie Boys, their stance on advertising, and the loophole that I see. They One okay. of the things they said was that we do not want our music assigned to commercials and that was one of the things right. that uh, uh and they out of respect of the of uh adam yo they yeah they, uh well if i could get his name right i'll show some respect too is that they don't do commercials <laughs> and there was actually like a, a girl a toys aimed for girls and they used the song girls ironically like saying uh, guys think girls are dumb but here are these girls playing our educational toys and they right. did it purposely and they got, of course, they got sued and they used the publicity. So they don't use their ads, the BC Boys. And that's one of the things they say. However, there's a loophole when it comes to soundtracks and to movies and movies that advertise that has their song on the soundtrack. Because I heard their song, Sabotage, used for one of the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. And I think they oh. got away with it is because it was on the soundtrack. And that there must yeah. be like some kind of loophole that they're technically promoting a soundtrack, which they happen to be on, and it's not actually requesting the BC Boys to go through another channel. And I just find that cheap. That's all. Yeah, I, I absolutely see your point. Uh, okay, so this mom, her name's Celia Weston, and this is her second film ever. But you've seen her. She was in the talented Mr. Ripley. She was in Hulk, The Village, the in the. She was on Ryan's Hope Forever, but she was on Alice, that sitcom. Interesting. Yeah, it sounds like she's been in every 90s movie, too. Yeah, that's right. 2010, she was the mother in Night and Day. Uh, but the, the place that I first noticed her, and I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for this line, was Observe and Report. She was the mom... That was the mall cop one with Seth. Yeah, I love that movie. Named Rogan. Yeah. So this one, <laughs> one guard is being nice to her, and she goes, "You know, when Robbie was in high school, I used to fuck his friends." <laughs> <laughs> That's her. All right, way and, to go. And he rolls his eyes. You know. So that was the day I noticed her and remembered her face. Yeah. <laughs> that, that movie is a dark movie, but it's funny. She was in K-Pax. She was in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, she actually got confused on set and mixed up the movies. And she's like, come on, you're not an alien. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm, I'm out of here. I know it's just the sixth day, but I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, so I like her um, basically because she uh, 
she she rang my bell when she did that statement. Oh my god! Uh, now as we... a matter of fact, when I saw that she was in this film, I quickly YouTubed clips from Observe and Report, and it was and on I there. Swiped and swiped and swiped until I found that. <laughs> I'm glad that clip, that, that clip's out there. It's so funny with comedies. It, there's been some great comedies in the last 10, 15 years, but you know, you can tell a movie hits a nerve when it becomes a gif, a gif. You know what I mean? Like when uh-huh. when you say like, uh, yeah, right, on on your comment board or your YouTube or your whatever, your Twitter, you could just use a, a, a dodgeball gift, you know, like, and it's not yeah. even the funniest line. It's just like a line that like hit a mood or something. And then boom, that's the mood I'm feeling. So I want to say more about Observe and Report, but yeah. I've got to recognize that Donald Sutherland just came in the yes. door. Yes, and you see him in that little square window and all white around him. Yes. Yeah. Now he was, he is Dr. Charles Loftus, and I looked up an interview with him from 1989. He looks just like he does in this film, but unfortunately he didn't mention the film. Uh, I was doing my research to try to find him giving an interview at this time and failed there. But I got to tell you, he is a cuckoo bird. At least he was really? 89, the way he was handling himself in that interview. I love this research that you do. You know, anytime you feel like you want to play that clip, let me know. And like next time, like, you know. Okay. It I was know. a French TV and he knows the tiniest bit of French. Huh. Well, I'm not going to look it up now, Carl. I'm already invested in this movie. Oh, yeah. What he's saying here is, okay, are you ready to get unlocked? And uh, Ad-Rock's like, fuck you. And he goes, okay, fine. Listen, when you want to get out of these chains, just call me. My name is Dr. Whatever. He starts to leave. And so Ad-Rock is like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll play ball. And that's what he's looking for, you know. Right. Okay, a person report, right? Yeah, in go for it. movie you see Seth Rogen in, he's the same guy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, of course, right. Even in this but, at the end, that one guy goes, hey, how come you just play yourself in all your movies? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's right. That was in uh, This Is The End. Yeah, This yeah, Is The End. Yeah, that was very honest of him. I, I really appreciate that he did that. Yeah, and that it was at the airport, no less. I really like that. Well, Observe and Report was the only time I've ever seen him be somebody else. Yeah, I you know uh, sorry there, Carl. I feel like that movie that would have been Danny McBride playing that character because he is mm-hmm. such a he. It's one of those movies like uh, what was that Kurt Russell movie, Little Big Trouble in Little China, where the joke is that yeah. the white hero, the white male hero, is a fucking idiot and really psychotic and dangerous, and that. Mm-hmm. Here's a movie, Observing Report, where the hero is a really dangerous, sick individual, you know, yeah. and he's yeah. in a position and in society where, you know, he's trying to achieve a goal that, that society offers. You know, you become a cop and a hero, and it's just such a perverted side of it, you know? Yeah. It's a dark mm-hmm. film in that respect, because he basically, I don't, like, he has sex with her when she's, like, half passed out, and... uh she gets well. She, he realizes that in the middle of doing it, and stops. Right. Remember, and then she and says, "He goes, yeah, keep going, <laughs> or something like that." Yeah, why you like, stop? Why are you stopping, motherfucker? And he goes, "Oh, sorry, pump, pump, pump." Oh, I got you. So he didn't realize that when he did, he it was that. Well, his whole character was a delusioned person. Yeah, uh, thinking things that weren't reality, and that was part of the end of that date. He thought they connected on that date, and they were going to be married. You right. Know? He's such a twisted hero. Like, 
it's it's a really interesting movie and it's a comedy because you can't root for the guy and you know this comedy is built around him and that's kind of the joke you know yeah that's right you are on the side okay by the way that that's uh michael bolton from office space um he plays a big part in this uh he's young his name is carlo he was also on Mad TV, and he's done voice work on Bob's Burgers, Futurama, King of the Hill. Oh, wow. But I know him as Michael Bolton in Office Space. So I would probably know him as a voice actor. We did we did a movie, uh, National Lampoon's Class Trip, Senior yeah. Trip, and one of the actresses like does voices for Rudracks, you know. So I knew the voice. I knew her as a voice actor, and it was interesting to see her act. So I'm uh, all for, yeah. I'm all for movies that have voice actors acting. You saw Office Space, right? There he is. There he is. Michael Bolton. Please introduce yourself and then come with me to the board. So that's Cheryl again, who got him in here with the car in the pool. Interesting. So she knows who he is. Yeah, this is a really messed up place. This is um, like a psychiatric... Place. By the way, this was shot in San Antonio. There, There is stuff in California, but most of this is shot in San Antonio. And all these guys are like drama students in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, That's kind of weak. I was hoping for like a uh, Robert E. Lee High School gra- drama students. Now, when we saw the trailer last week, one of the gimmicks they did was that they showed a, a freeway sign showing the Los Angeles exit. And you could hear right. physically hear spray paint cover up, add a T, and then uh, take out the second E in Angeles, so it spells Los Angeles. The S. Mm-hmm. So it looks and the right. So it looks like uh, somebody actually climbed up that thing. But this movie's shot in San Antonio. Fuck. Well, a lot of it is right now. Where he's standing uh, is Carmelo State Hospital in Carmelo, California, which was closed and, and converted into university. Oh, that's cool. Uh, California State University, Channel Islands. I don't know what that means, but... So right now, he's in California, but most of this is in San Antonio. Watch for Pauly Shore. Look for Pauly Shore. All right, Pauly. Weasel, 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 on. Weasel, weasel, weasel. Getting warm, weasel? a lot of Michael Bolton. A lot of... A lot of Bolton. (laughs) I'm going to have to check out... uh, Oh, this is back when you got to smoke in juvie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't let Look you. Look at Michael Bolton smoking. <laughs> Who is bag. that old bag behind him? It, Carl is literally an old bag. It's a punching bag. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh sorry. Oh, oh. Oh, my Don't talk to I about my mom was... like that. <laughs> oh, is that? Oh, oh, Charlotte. Hi, Charlotte. Uh, Carl, Carl, that's... Carl. It's a punching bag. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's... You say my mom's a punching bag? <laughs> Not to her face. <laughs> Michael Bolton. God, it's so weird. Yeah. He's so young. Yeah. This is before Michael Bolton was famous, so he's still cool. I think this is before anybody was famous. <laughs> yeah, really. This well, m- I don't know. I don't know. They've got some pretty big... I mean, Donald Sutherland, right? This and, movie um, came out, and I remember it coming out, and I more remember it being on video. You know, like this is more of a video movie where it it is theatrically released, it bombs hard, and then they're like, yeah. "Hey, you walked into Tony's videos. Tony recommends King Ed Rock and you know Donald Sutherland." 
Now, this is distributed by Orion Pictures, but it was an independent film. It was Orion. the Film Festival in 89, and oh. Orion picked it up. Yeah, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with this film. It's just... When they were filming it itself, and this gets mentioned in the, in the interview I watched of Ad-Rock, when they were filming it, it didn't have a name. They were going to go with Cant, Antonio. Okay, so it says here, also known as, uh, where is it? It, it? it was also known as The Road Home. So the guy who wrote it, his name's Michael Weller. He lives in Brooklyn. He's a playwright and a screenwriter. He did the screenplay Ragtime, and he made Hair into a screenplay. Both good movies. But, but when you're writing something, you have a working title. I mean, it didn't have a title. It doesn't make sense. That's not true. Uh, there's a lot of films where they come up with the title at the last minute, I think. They well, call maybe it... there's... A... Okay, she's naked, by the way. Yeah, no, I can and... see. No thanks to Raymond's print on, on YouTube. but I Yeah, can... right. Yeah, right. You come can't on, really Raymond. see anything. Right, and man. I'm looking for Polly Shore. I bet you if this was a good print, I would have seen her boobs right. and shot Polly Shore. Well, that naked guy was Polly Shore. Had this been a clean print, we would have seen his weasel. <laughs> his weasel. Good one, Mike. Okay, so now Ad Rock says, duh, what's over that wall? Yeah, duh. duh. Oh, what if I climb it? Duh. I'm young, dumb, and <laughs> So now he's going A wall. He's going A wall. Oh, my God. You're saying Ad Rock is going A wall? Yes. He was in the house, but now he's going A wall. Yeah, that's right. Over a wall. <laughs> there he goes. There he goes. He's the egg well, man. I drive like a maniac on the streets, and I don't give a fuck because I got the beats. My balls are swinging left and right and right and left, and I'm deftifying. They made a movie called Yeah, I Made This. Did you hear about this film? It was a concert no. footage film in Madison Square Garden, and this was kind of a couple of albums before they, they retired. And uh, Ad, Adam Yo, yeah, uh, he he got they, the, the nickname is they would call him Yauk. I Yauk. don't know what that means. Yauk. What was his BC Boy name? How bad am I? I don't remember that. Wait, there's King uh, Ed Rock, was, there's Mike T, and then there's A. I know his name, you messed me up. I know. Uh, I'm doing this intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Uh, he's uh, Mike. I'm Mike D, and I get respect. right. You Cash and your jewelry is what I expect. And then who? There was a uh, MCA. It's he's yeah MCA. MCA and curse you for take. I mean, in his memory. Okay, so he calls up his friend. And he yeah. goes, "Hey, are you the guy on that Tim Allen sitcom?" Yeah. And the Tim Allen guy goes, uh, "Hang up." He disses his friend. This is back when you would go to a payphone to call your friend at a bar. At a, at a nightclub. Yeah, like a loud nightclub. Damn, I'm acting. I'm acting. I'm cold, cold acting. Oh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's public enemy. I'm doing yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so he's gone AWOL. He runs. He tries to get help from his friend, like, come pick me up. His friend disses him, and we don't really understand why. And then he gets found by the cops. Chips. Chips. Now he's got a stepbrother who will weigh heavily into this film. Good. Um, it's been a while since we, he showed up. We saw him in that mob scene. 
oh, he's a scarecrow. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't put up a fight in a cornfield. And he's back. Now he's back, and the janitor says, you know why you're here? Because you're trash. <laughs> well, he would know. He's Nobody a janitor. Nobody wants you. He's a janitor, even no trash. Let's listen to him. Yeah, yeah, he's an expert. He knows from trash. You're here. They don't tell you anything. Hmm? You are garbage. Rich boy garbage. But garbage is garbage. Nobody wants it. And that is why you are here. <laughs> now, garbage, now, we'll never garbage, see this janitor garbage. again. <laughs> he was only serving the plot to make Ad Rock realize... You see, you the whole thing in this up, film wrapped up at the end like when this. he said, you know, when Donald Sutherland's like, what do you want, this. kid? What do you want? I know you want something. And he's like, I just want to belong. I just want to I want to belong yeah. somewhere. I want to have a family. That's all I want. And that's how the film ends. Aw. Spoiler. Yeah, and that's the weakest spoiler I ever <laughs> Does It doesn't <laughs> even work. It actually doesn't even want to make me watch the movie. Now, the cut of this film is so bad that I haven't even mentioned John C. McGinley. Yeah, I saw him. I was going to yeah. say John C. Riley, but it's John C. McGinley. I saw him. Right. He was in now, the cafeteria. Now, where do you know him from? Oh, what? well, he's he's Oliver Stone's lucky guy. Like for a string of Oliver Stone movies, he would just show up. I'm not your wet I'm not your wet nurse. Remember from Wall Street? Right. Yeah. Right. I'm not your wet nurse. Uh, but he shows up in like every, like not recently. Platoon? not. June? Dune, yeah, but he's probably best known for Scrubs, right? That's probably, that's probably yeah, why. Yeah, he was the... known for Perry Cox and Scrub on TV. But uh, I first noticed him with, like, you got the fresh meat. You know, I noticed him in Platoon. Yeah, Platoon. And fucking, yeah, he does some really and good Walter. performances in those Oliver Stone movies. He always has, like, a little scene or, like, a bigger supporting role, but he nails it out of the park. Like, I'm always impressed when yeah, he shows up. always. Now, he was in Point Break. Yeah. as an FBI agent. But I think you'd be interested in 94. He was in Wagons East. Oh, that was John Candy's po last posthumous yeah. movie. Very uh, last film. Yeah. Well, they always said it was Canadian Bacon, but... I think Canadian no, no, Bacon... if you look at him in Wagons East, he's as big as a house. Oh, he's no, but he, really he doesn't true. look... Wagons East and, and Canadian Bacon, it's... Canadian... Wagons East was his last movie he shot... But it came out, oh, or no? Okay. I think I think it was the penultimate movie he shot. But it was released after the last movie he shot, Canadian Bacon. And in both movies, he he's, doesn't have great health. No. Now I missed him. He was in Highlander too. I missed that. John C. Ron, uh, McKinley. Mean, yeah, I mean, I saw the film. Yeah. Now these two are not wrestling. They're not hugging. Now watch what happens. Michael Bolton hits him on the head, and Adrock gets the blame. Uh, and Adrock goes, "Okay, whatever. Okay, I threw it." I think it was Adrock that, in this Beastie Boys book, they talk about the British press when they were coming to see, and it is fucking nuts because uh, I think it was during it was their first album, right? The first album was a global phenomenon. Oh, excuse me, I'm yeah, sorry, please. Mike. Uh, she just disrobed again. She just got naked. The print is so bad. You <laughs> saw the crack of her butt there. You see? Oh, I see that. Oh, I thought that was just a stick. She's always oh, getting now naked. She's blocking the butt crack. 
Move. Yeah. Hey, now, you move. were saying about the British. Oh, right. So, so you know, it was a phenomenon in Lysisdale, and they toured for a solid year doing all that shit. And when they went to yeah. England, the press treated them like, uh, oh, it's uh, Sex Pistols once over. But they had a story saying, like, uh, they laughed at a cripple, uh, and that was a quote they used in Sweden, and that kind of got blowback. But they did oh. a show in England. And this woman sued Adam Horowitz for throwing a bottle at him from stage, and he got arrested and had to spend days in jail. Really? And it that was also, probably research for this. Yeah. So, well, no, but she said, like, uh, <laughs> it was probably right. That's probably, that's what inspired me, you know, uh, being a. Watch for Polly. All right. Polly alert. alert. The wheeze, the wheeze. I hear him. Okay, so Adam just got told sneak off to the shower room. Okay, because there's something in there for you. And that something's going to be Cheryl. Now, I think that the naked girl had some sort of accident or something because her butt had a crack right <laughs> down the middle. <laughs> you can't go. See, that's funny because they'll say, well, that's a dad joke. You're like, yeah, I'm talking about a woman's <laughs> crack. <laughs> Not a good dad. Uh, now, John McGinley is. By the way, here in Jersey, we have a comedian named John McGinley. And right. when I looked up this movie and I saw John C. McGinley, I was like, what? And I quickly went to Facebook. Yes, sure enough, they share the name John McGinley. Uh, anyway, he is a board member and international spokesman for the Global Down Syndrome Foundation, and he's a spokesman for the National Down Syndrome Society. I didn't have time to look up, like, is that because he has a child like that? Or hey, you don't need I a don't reason. know the reason, yeah. but he's very active. Oh, that's uh, very cool. In that community. Yeah, I mean, this guy's been acting for decades, not just mm -hmm. Lost Angels. His acting has decayed. <laughs> I agree. Okay, uh, now Cheryl's saying right there, right there. Go ahead, put it up. All right, hang on a second. I'm sorry, just watching. <laughs> Ah, we missed it. She finished. She what? No, I'm kidding. She completed, and Adam, I don't think he finished, uh, but he's stopping. Yeah, well, he should pat himself on the back. Okay, now, there was once a time when I was young and 20-something and thin. Uh, I was never thin, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and I have attempted that standing up business. I think I'm just too short. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, you would think it would work. You, did you see Fifty Days of Summer? No. They uh, they watch a, a porno movie where they have sex in the shower and then they try to recreate it. Oh. To humorous results. Summer. Do you recommend it? I do. I absolutely do. It's one of those movies where it's like, it's being a young boy in love and that love never happens and the feelings That's you the feel. That's the third movie you've recommended to me today and wow. I'm taking you up I'm, on. I'm, and I'm recommending you fucking Stuber and 500 Days of Summer. Isn't that like... And Band fun? Slam. Band Slam, yeah, I recommend that one. That's a good one. And yeah, I made this, I wrote down, but she said it's a concert. Oh, well, so, so let me know. tell you. So the idea was that uh, uh, MCA got bought like 770 cameras, like handheld cameras, and he passed them to fans at oh. Madison Square Garden, and they recorded the movie, and then they took the footage and made a concert film out of it, and then the next, Interesting. And the next day after the performance, MCA returned all 70 cameras to what, Sam Goody or whatever. <laughs> For his money back? Yeah. 
Oh, that is low. <laughs> they're, they're people of means. They don't need to. Okay, so Ad-Rock gets away with it. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, uh, look, the one down Southern is like smiling. Yeah, she's smiling and it's dripping down her leg. <laughs> Carly, we could go with the smile, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, people tune in for Oh, wait, here, here's the floor. You can barely see it on the floor because of this copy of the tape. Now, she's supposed to be on the floor because she's a lookout. Horrible job. She Donald looked all right. just walked right in. But she was and looking. You see, that guy notices. She was... Well, she, uh, 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 I'm sorry, Mike. It's a weasel. Weasel. For Pauly Shore. Okay. D- 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 detecting weasel. I do not see him. It's so weird. God, I look at that looking. striped shirt. It's like the print is fucking tripping me out. I know. It's all um, psychedelic. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now we have an important scene. In this scene, they're coming in here to check up on uh, Ad Rock's progress. We should really call him his name, Chino or whatever. But all they end up doing is divorce bickering. And then Sutherland freaks out going, God, you know, there's a boy here. Oh, that's the dad again. Hang on, sorry. Richard, for pity's sake. Family counseling is central to our approach here, Mr. Duke. Why don't you just cut all this crap and tell us how we can get him out of here? Thank you, Richard. Thank you for your profound insight into adolescent psychology. He should have stayed with me, Felicia. Like Andy? Bickering, snipping. Oh, yes, you're doing a wonderful job with him. Where's Oh, Andy's the stepbrother? Andy is the stepbrother, and he's going to prominently feature in this. Is it like he's, he leaves and he goes sees his brother in Los Angeles, and they go to Sunset Boulevard? Well, it's you saw the 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 the, the street thuggy fight they were which in, which they have a lot right? in Los Angeles, right? Well, it's a rival gang, the sharks. And the joke is that you know they're rich kids; they don't need a gang. You know what I mean? They just want to fight. And Andy, the stepbrother, is is a big deal. Like they almost kill him, and he wants Ad Rock to get back at them. Uh, and Adrock doesn't do that. He has a lot of baggage. But Andy sort of leaves Adrock in a on a lurch, like isn't there for him. You'll see later, and that's when Adrock realizes, "What am I loyal for? They don't have my best interests at heart. Not even my brother." Interesting. So, so this is anti-family movie. Up oh, now, he hears. Oh, he's scolding them now. He's real. He's in trouble. He's not yelling anymore. Why don't you start dealing with that for a change? Don't tell me what to do, doctor. What are you, a psychiatrist? What are we, a family therapy? (laughs) What are you, you, some sort of psychiatrist? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what do you have, a master's in social work? Uh, Yeah, damn it. Well, uh, yeah, from UCLA, quite frankly. Sir, you keep picking the wrong fights. What are you, a specialist? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I have. So I'm saying it's a wrong fight. Now they have this horrible hierarchy system here, like level one through four, with level fours being the people who have the most privileges. Oh, there he is. There he is. There's John C. Uh, yeah, Down syndrome spokesperson. 
See, I kept calling him McGintley. That's the reason why I didn't like say something when I saw him because I was going to say John C. Riley McGintley because I don't really remember his name. Gotcha. So I, I know of him. He okay. They have this hierarchy, and basically, oh, there's Naked Girl with clothes on. And three, so two, one. The highest level guy is accusing Ad Rock of banging Cheryl in the shower. Guilty. And Naked Girl's like, no, no, he was with me during sports time. But Mike, if you remember in the plot, she was running around streaking nude. You know what I mean? It's so not you, possible that they were together. There's a crack in her alibi, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> right down the middle. There's a crack in this plot, too. And for some reason, nobody's catching on. And now Cheryl is falsely accusing that level four guy of inappropriately touching. Oh. So they're basically blowing him up. And he's going to freak out and he's going to go to level three. Oh, he's going to go down a level. So ha-ha on him. Here he goes. He's going to do freak out. That freak out cost done. me a level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not done. Oh, and I'm going to crumple Bolton that. will be very funny with the freak out. Wow, you're level three now. Level three. God, you got now down watch, a level. Watch Michael Bolton. He goes, fuck you. Here, here he is. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't like Office Space a movie that John C. McGinley would be perfect for? Yes. He would have been great as the... Um, um, one of the, Lombard? Um, Lombard? Was that his name? Oh, wait. Wait. No, he was in it. He was, he was in it. it. Oh, I eat my he hat. He was the, um, the interviewers for the, the office. Oh, the yeah, right. Which they talked to Michael Bolton, too, right? You're talking about yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. So, again, not only do we have uh, Tim Allen connections here, but we've got office space connections. Wow. I think I like this okay. movie now. So, now the top guys are talking about the school, and it's all about the money. And Donald Sutherland, ha you know, has his integrity. So he freaks out on them all. Carl, can I leave Especially you in able hands? I, I have to deal with some, some radio stuff. Okay. Thank you. So even though the Beastie Boys are not a part of this soundtrack, they do have some interesting music. Okay, by the way, Ad-Rock is overhearing the conversation, and he's overhearing that... Um, uh, Donald Sutherland is a great guy. And so that lends to our plot that Adam will start. Oh, that mug, that coffee mug. I own that mug. How the hell did they get that? It's got the piano keys. Okay, you see Donald Sutherland freaking out. Well, Ad-Rock really respects that. This guy's got integrity and he's not putting up with the. It used to be insurance covered like a year of treatment. Now it's three months. And suddenly that means. You're cured in three months. He's freaking out. So this soundtrack has a Jimmy Cliff song, Many, Many Rivers to Cross, but it's a remake. It has Fascination Street by The Cure, and it's got Get on the Snake by Soundgarden. At the beginning of the film, we heard Bill Crosby's, Bill, Bill Bing Crosby's San Fernando Valley. So there's a little clout to this soundtrack. Here is Ad Rock, you know, respecting Donald Sutherland. Like, maybe I'm going to give him a chance as a shrink. I'm back. Donald Sutherland doesn't catch on that he was 
listening. And so, okay, Mike, yeah. Donald Sutherland just freaked out on them because he has integrity and they were all about the money. Ad Rock overheard it. And so now we'll see a montage, like when Rocky gets ready for the fight, of Adam Sandler, I mean, excuse me, of Ad Rock getting his shit together, obeying the rules in the institution. Oh, Michael Bolton playing a game. There's Michael <laughs> B. Look at him. He's very snazzy in a white T-shirt. He does. Which is terrible for this print. Remember the glasses? Yeah. I have to say it's not good for this print, though, because you can't see his arms or, or uh, shirt. It's weird also how the print does that. Okay, what we're seeing here is the outside world is not cool. These people are disrespecting someone's house. They're destroying Andy Warhol uh, paintings. Yeah, but he didn't really paint them. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. They have no respect for anything. That is the fakest Andy Warhol I've ever seen. <laughs> and also, it doesn't make sense that they don't have respect for anything because they're suburban rich kids. Yo, they don't care about mom and dad's Warhol collection. I guess not. You know how rich kids from the suburbs are like? They're like, what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have three rich kids from the suburbs here in this house, and they <laughs> seem well, they're, they're very case. They're very lucky kids. But we grew up in Montclair, New Jersey, and there were tons of rich right. kids there. Right. It was a rich but kid neighborhood. Montclair was like all of Essex County. It's got a town with rich and poor in it. Just yeah. like Milburn has short hills, too. It, you don't find that in other counties of Jersey. It's either poor or rich, but... Montclair does... Mon does, does Essex does, County was different. Yeah, so I agree with you that Montclair does have... Uh, does uh, One of the nice things about Montclair and Upper Montclair was that it was everybody lived there, well, at least when we yeah. were young. And, but, right, the school was very diverse. I remember there was kids that lived in very rich houses. Like there would be a street with three houses on it, and you know there'd be an indoor swimming pool, and they would have parties. Yeah. Now we're seeing a montage of of uh, Ad Rock getting better, and and respecting. He's moving up in the ranks, and he's respecting. Ooh, Donald he's level Sutherland. two. Hey, he's gonna get a Pepsi at the end of the montage. Just what he wanted. Now I don't know those streets with only three houses you're talking about because North Mountain was the long stretch of rich houses. Upper Mountain was the I long stretch I think it was a mountain. There was like Highland Avenue was the long stretch of rich houses. I'm not naming names, but I had a friend in high school who lived in the house who uh, it was like two other, three other houses on it. Oh, Bill Johnson. Yes. Bill, do we not bring up Bill Johnson's name? <laughs> and his daughter, Jane Doe. <laughs> Jane Johnston. His boy Elroy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not get too specific. There's, there's naked girl getting a facial. Uh huh. She's they're laughing because she's covering up her skin. So basically, the montage is getting near its conclusion now, and he's reached the pinnacle of you know he's level top Two. dog or whatever. I, think he, I don't. Well, he was supposed to have been the highest level. Oh well. Congratulations. Okay, maybe now he's going to the highest level. No, he's just keeps on going up the rank. It's a long ass montage. It's a really long montage. What song do they use? Pressure, 
He's getting his hair cut. Oh, I well, feel... that's the Jimmy Cliff song, Many Rivers to Cross, but it's a remake. Oh. It was cheaper to get uh, Timmy Cross to, to cover it. Yeah, right. Uh, I was just mentioning while you were taking care of radio stuff that um, we're having people, have fascination. People, right. people think there's an open mic at 4 o'clock and they're coming in the studio. And there isn't? No, you know, I got asked. I could do an open mic at 4. I could do one right after our show, and then if you want to do a set on the on the radio, I could do it that way. Oh, I can't, Mike. You don't know, Mike. You yeah. you are shameful. Let me tell you today at my time, six thirty. Yes. The San Francisco 49ers will go against the Green Bay Packers to see who goes to the Super Bowl, and I would like to congratulate San Francisco for getting to this point. I give a shit about football, okay. and I will be, me and my three boys will be eating nachos and screaming for the 49ers Good. to I'm go glad. all the way. Well, I'll tell you, when they had uh, San Francisco hosted the 50th uh, Super Bowl like four years ago, and one of the things, hey, you know the stadium is in Santa Rosa now. It's not officially in San Francisco, but uh-huh. one of the things they did was they cleaned the streets of San Francisco to make it look presentable during uh, while they hosted the Super Bowl. And they took tons of, they kicked tons of homeless out of the downtown and just kind of wrecked everything. People, mm, it people, was all for show. It was all for show. People had to relocate. And oh then, my God, Ad Rock's hitting Charlotte. For the last time, my mom is not a punching bag, Carl. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Just an old bag. Just an old bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry I said that. Now I regret that. So um, I want you to know that Soundgarden is one of the greatest bands ever, and they chose one of the lamest songs ever to play in this, this soundtrack. Not by choice. Uh, not by choice. There must have been somebody. In 89, this that this was where Soundgarden was. They didn't have better choices. No, I okay, so it is visiting day, and the mom can't make it. So who should come but bad boy stepbrother or, or half-brother? Finally. And How they was... are, you know, he's being encouraged you know, he's poor, he's being, uh, I don't know what the word is. It's bad influence going on right now. Now watch, he's going to show he got his ear sliced. Oh, right from that fight up front. And, well, no, since that time, the, the, the other, the rival gang of Mexicans did this to him and he's got a slash, a, a, a scar across his cheek. We'll see from, yeah, there, you can see it now. I can't see it, Raymond, better copy next time. Yeah, no, I see. That's a pretty bad scar. You know, and scars are a roach. Scars are sexy, but not for the. But there's an exception for this guy. Yeah, a little truck roach for our trip down you know, California. Believe it or not, this film—it's got an. It's half good. Like Roger Ebert reviewed it, and he was like, "This is well put together and well thought out, and the plot works and everything." And he goes, "But for some reason." I was uninterested. Yeah. I cause, I mean, you know what? It's not about, I mean, juvie movies have been around since day one. That's a nice exploitive title, uh, genre, but yeah, yeah there's something, and there's some more gravitas to it, right? I mean, there's a little more roots put down on this with the half brother and, the the dad, yeah. the divorce. It's funny you said gravitas because, uh, Donald Sutherland's son, Mr. 24 was on that actor's studio 
and they ask those questions, you know, he asks questions like, what's your favorite word? What's your favorite swear word? Well, well, Sutherland was taking it extremely serious. And he goes, what is your favorite word? And he goes, gravitas. Kiefer said that? <laughs> yeah. How can you be serious? Your name is Keith. Yeah. Right. I was trying to buy that at a dispensary this morning. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, let me, <laughs> let me tell you, Kiefer as a name is not a keeper. Not a keeper. Kiefer of the flame. Okay, so now Ad-Rock goes to see, well, why isn't mom coming to visit me? And it turns out because they threw a big party. They just don't care about him. Oh, so he went home on visit day. Oh, there she is. Eye contact. Awkward. Yep. Oh, excuse me. I got to kick my son out. When Robbie was in high school, I used to fuck his friends. <laughs> I'll never fall out of love with this woman when she said that. That's great. She plays a very sloppy drunk in that, and the and the son never gives up on her. N- not even that's not even the word give up because he isn't like someday she'll be clean. He just loves her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's grounded. God, they should have picked a house that didn't have white walls. Just saying, Raymond. Next time you do a screen, you got to keep that in yeah, consideration. Right. So now what's going on is she's explaining that the husband, the stepdad, has got to have his real estate people. That We've been planning this party for so long. It's so important to the business. Yeah. This guy is good to me. You know, and Ad-Rock's going to basically steal their car. Oh, oh no. Do they have a swimming pool? Uh-oh. Car Uh-oh. wash time. <laughs> and the car... Blue, blue, blue. Horrible earrings. This so 80s. This movie's very 80s, even though it's 89. So now he's looking around and he's realizing stepdad's taken over. It's all the new furniture, all the... Oh, that's not his bedroom anymore. Well, he... no, he's in mom's room to get the keys and steal the car. Oh, I see. And she's like, you don't even have a license. <laughs> so he's looking around disgusted that okay and there he is unzipping his fly to make a joke to the ladies and he's such a jerk he's like oh hi like he doesn't even think he's doing anything bad oh he saw him in the window that's a first because uh, I couldn't see him in that window yeah we couldn't see him it's so washed out he's showing his dick to six ladies and they're laughing do you think like Brent Weinbach uh, Brent Weinbach not the comedian yeah. Brent Weinbach Brent Kavanaugh uh, said, well, I Whoa. don't know that he was really showing it. He was making a joke, and they seemed delighted by it. Yeah. So that's the thing. You watch this movies in the 80s, and you think it's cool, and you go to Harvard, and you whip it out at a party, and you make someone touch it, and then 30 years later, they remember it and tell a police Mike, officer. that is not what we just saw. We saw a young Kavanaugh uh, whip his dick out of the party to much delight 30 years before they show up <laughs> for his uh, Supreme Court uh, we verification. Did, we do not know that he whipped it out. He was oh, look at that organ. Jokes. Speaking of organs, that's a big one oh, right there. That is a huge organ. It's just dangling. Yeah, there. dangling. Look, there is a swimming pool. No tire marks. No tire tracks in there. Okay, you see the swimming pool is empty because they took the uh, car out of it, and we just saw rats. Yeah. And I'm sure the director did that on purpose. Basically, he's going over to check on Cheryl, who got let out of the mental hospital. And he's going to find a Cheryl who is just on drugs, really. Oh, really? Well, the house is gone. There's tumbleweeds in the swimming pool. That's never a good sign. 
Right, and they've emptied out the house. It's like they left me, kind of thing. And she is—he's smoking inside. <laughs> it's kind of punk rocky. I mean, he does—he does have a punk rock attitude in this movie. Yeah, but it's just natural. It's not because he was acting. He just walks through this role. Yeah. There she is, totally on drugs and drinking while she's doing the pills. Ooh, that's just like her mom. Bingo, and I know that's what the writer or director was trying to tell us here. Yeah, interesting choice of drugs. I used to be a drug counselor in our community because we really needed it. I mean, kids today, they don't know how to properly take drugs. Yeah, they take the pills with water. It's like, come on, you're, you're yeah, get multitask. Some champagne. Double up. You see the shot there? Oh, a Snickers. And a spoon. Hey, Carl, I don't want to say anything. This movie was shot in 1989, but that Snickers bar is dead. What do you mean? Well, I mean, it's, two, it's 2019. It's January nineteenth, yeah. two thousand and twenty. Excuse me. So that's Snickers bar. One thing I gotta say uh, is, I think Snickers really satisfies. You, you're gonna really go out on a limb and say that. Let's get up. Can you stand up? <laughs> <laughs> What's your stance on left and right Twix? Every time I say that, I get t- uh, twenty grand. <laughs> you have to put hashtag commercial on your Instagram when you put, when you have shots of you eating Snicker bars. Okay, so I've seen this film like three or four times. Yeah. Uh, the fourth time was just like rushing through. But I just noticed that was heroin, not pills. Excuse me. Wow. Was well, there like powder? Or... L.A. there. Yeah, they're not in San Antonio. Well, this is why I would go see this movie. I want to see rich Los Angeles kids fuck up and do heroin and walk around yeah. Los Angeles. I mean, that's the appeal of it. Rich heroin addicts are much more interesting on screen than just, you know, your average poor heroin addicts. So she's in public now basically being a jerk, jerk, jerk. And she's like, why are you so nice to me? One day in my life I lived in the same house for two whole years. We're hearing um, Anything Goes, the... uh, When fashion hits, put it on the Ritz. Oh, anything it's goes. <laughs> yes, it's about the 20s. Nowadays, anything goes. And that reminds me, I had this joke, it didn't fly because people didn't know it. Do yeah, you know what's, that? What is it? Millie, Millie. Millie the typist? No, Millie the millionaire? Millie the... <laughs> there was a 1920s thing about Millie. Yeah, there was like Millie... modern Millie. Totally modern, modern Millie. Totally modern Millie, yes. And she would show her... Legs. Right? Well, and I was like, sorry, totally Millie, you're not a whore. Sorry, you're not a whore. You're showing your calf. Well, that was you a. you so outrageous. That's because you weren't as modern as Millie. You were like 60% <laughs> modern, and she was totally modern. Okay, so Ad Rock says, you wait here. She's like, where are we? What are we doing here? And Ad Rock, with his swelling big heart, actually went to Donald Sutherland's residential home to get help for her oh she's in the front she also he's a very kind heart he did put a junkie on board sign on the uh, car when she left him in there mm-hmm. and rolled down the windows a little bit right because when you leave your pet in the car you really need to crack the window yeah so basically ad rock's action is now led to the final straw in a spouse fight 
You don't even pay attention to your own kids. You care about these kids. Oh, you know, your whole spouse fight. Job. Spouse fight. Spouse fight. It's going to get ugly, people. Spouse fight. A lot of spouse fighting in this movie, right? His parents. Yeah, I just did this joke at the last open mic, which failed. I think I just have to say it differently. I won't tell you the joke, but essentially we were camping and there was husband and wife bickering. So one of the wives says, everybody switched spouses. And we did. And the tents went up with, because everyone's so polite, you know, if to a, someone who's not your spouse. And my joke was then later when we were, cam- when we were sleeping, we heard spouse fighting and she comes out and goes, everybody switched spouses. Yeah. The joke didn't hit. Yeah. Okay, now uh, Cheryl ran away. You, uh, don't change the subject. You go to these swingers camping parties? <laughs> <laughs> it was an open mic joke. All right. Yeah, yeah, but what really did happen is she said everybody switched spouses. And I got to tell you, the, the tents went up with no problem. And everyone was extremely polite. It, I was like, she is a genius. So wait a minute. But there was no sexual, like, I mean, I don't want to sleep with a strange person person you're so politically correct well i would figure it'd be husband and husband i think you and i have different libidos and different outlooks okay i think that all right uh, well we should talk about it on our podcast about movies (laughs) you're a very decent person yeah right Uh, (laughs) in pubic i mean public public i'm not saying that i'm some sort of cheater because i'm not but i have in my heart, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we're consumers. You can look at a pretty girl and go, oh, if I buy her album, I could look at her more. Or if I, right. you know. You're the, totally falling for sex in these ads and everything. Yeah, I mean, it's, so, it's yeah. Okay, the, the spouse fight is continuing because now he's off to search for Cheryl. But the, he missed it. Damn it, she got away. Yeah, that's Second. right. And at the expense potentially of his marriage and we'll find out that is what happened and don't forget the neighbor looking over the fence he's like you lost another junkie there john donald donald you lose another junkie <laughs> listen wilson i don't need to hear it from you sometimes it's important to not listen to your wife and go talk to the junkie waiting for you at the curb is that the name of the neighbor wilson yeah it's wilson okay I, I guess I should I give this show a chance? I really don't want it. <sighs> Listen, we're old. We don't have to go back and watch old sitcoms. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's now, not. It's Donald not the worst Sutherland, sitcom. The Donald point- Sutherland is about to do some very strange therapy. Okay. So that's what he they went. should call this movie: strange therapy. So <laughs> that's right. Right now, Ad Rock is a wall, and he. Donald Sutherland, you know, he's basically going to lose his family. He loses his wife. So he is challenging Ad-Rock to a fight. What's he going to do? I'll go AWOL. Wow. He's not at the institution. He's not on the clock. So, you know, he's not breaking therapy rules. This is after hours. You know what I mean? Why are you fighting me? You took my role from Young Guns. That's my son, you fuckface. Now watch Donald Sutherland push him like four or five times. Watch this. Push. push, push. <laughs> you can hear him go. You can hear him under his breath going, that's for being my co-star in a real movie. <laughs> well, I do not think this was choreographed. I mean, the way they fight, it's very legit. Yeah. 
Well, the story is that Donald Sutherland was in a movie called Don't Look Back where he had sex, actual sex with a woman. Which, really? Yeah, I don't think so. Julie you Christie. You probably don't like that at all. No, no. The worst <laughs> no. thing ever. Oh, well, there is Cassandra. Locked in prison. <laughs> so Ad-Rock is now being a nicey nice guy and undoing the ruining he did. He's 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 painting all his spray paint, his acting out spray paint off of the wall. So that's his acting out spray paint? He spray painted that? On his own house. Now look at this intricate thing. It's just not believable. The one guy but, did that? By the way, the upside down yeah. guy looks like genitals to me. I didn't want to say something <laughs> earlier, but it looks like they're just dangling. Yeah, Sick. when I saw that piano, I was like, what an organ. <laughs> just dangling there. So now this therapy has worked, and they're all chill, and Adam's being cool. But at what cost? Over his stuff. Spouse the, of his family. Yeah. See, look, that guy upside down, it looks like a... Looks uh, like, yeah, just dangling. Yeah. Um, now, uh, right now, as we're staring at Donald Sutherland, right. and I know this from the interview on French TV, it was really in a hotel room, but I mean, it was French. Um, he is 50, early 50s. So for him to like really beat at rock uh, in that little tussle they just did... That does not say anything good about Ad Rock's physique. Right. But it also says a lot about 50-year-old guys. Like, yeah, yeah, I could take him. Well, I don't see any belly on him, right? No, no, he's like always been gone. hiding there under. He's always been kind of a gaunt guy, even as he got older. I mean, mm-hmm. he's one of those great actors that you pay enough money and he will be in your movie. And he will say those, deliver those lines. And he will do what he job. says in the interview, and this is one of the reasons why I think he's a kook, uh-huh. is, you know, he was like, am I the right choice for this film? He's like, I'm giving them information. I'm giving them information. If I if they like my information, then I think I was rightly cast. If they don't, I still do the job. I'm not going to cause any trouble. But I think maybe my information wasn't right for this role. His information? Is he saying that the director doesn't know shit? He directed King Arrows <laughs> of Fire. He goes, um, they said, he goes, the lady's like, what about these critics? They were very harsh on you. And he goes, well, I, I try not to read the critics, you know, because it's very hurtful. And then he says it like eight times. Very hurtful. It was just, it's very hurtful. So he goes, I'm not going to insult them because I would just be mouthing off but it's very hurtful. Okay, now the brother is saying, let's go AWOL. And Adrock's like, but I'm doing great. I'm at level four. Yeah. And he goes, level four? What are you, a kook? I don't care about levels. You're coming out tonight. Meet me. This Mexican gang has to get taken care <laughs> oh, of. Jesus, this guy, he's relentless. I saw a movie, Carl, I should mention. I was going to mention this before, but... It's really hard to find. I found it as a DVD. It was it's a Columbia Pictures and Columbia and and Warner Brothers. They've been doing like these archive collections where they will burn DVDs kind of by request. So they uh-huh. do a limited run, but they able to release like whether it's Warner Archives or Columbia, I forget what they call their their line. These rare movies and they're more available. And I saw a movie from 1965 called Synanon, and they spelled it S Y N A N O N. And it's about a real Santa Monica 
rehabilitation house where junkies would stay and they would play something called the game where they would kind of say nasty Uh things to each other to wake each other up and they would live there and they would work for a company and then after three years they would leave and that was what the movie was about however the real life synonym would say portrayed the the creator became a super crazy violent cult that ultimately moved to oakland and were like killing people and putting like rattlesnakes in mailboxes of journalists from marin county and just like the guy got arrested finally for like they were yeah they would murder their uh they was just like real violent they had like weird sex stuff uh where you know you would have to have you'd have to have sex with other spouses and they had uh they were kind of strong when it came to abortions they preferred it type of thing and uh the women shaved their head and the women showed up as extras in George Lucas's THX 1138. Oh but, yeah. The student film. Yeah. Right. So that full length movie, they said like, kind of like, well, you know, we needed bold women. So we called up Synanon and asked if they could come by, you know, this Bay area of production. And so they're all like violent. They did. So if you have an opportunity, please check out this movie. It is a creepy, like, uh, my wife described it as faces of death. It's a very kind of like, they show you the real cult house, the real house. Uh-huh. And you can see the bunk beds in S-Y-A- one room. S-Y-N-A-N-O-N. Yeah, so it was like synonymous as everyone as well as anonymous. You know what I mean? Like you're with uh-huh. everyone and Synon. you're alone. Synanon. And Synanon. Okay. And it was some guy named Chuck who ran in. He's portrayed by Edward O'Brien in this movie. And it's an interesting movie. It's like if Dianetics had a theatrically released movie from Columbia – you know, three days into it, three years into it. So it's just, it came out of, the, the house started in 58, the movie came out in 65, they had moved off the Santa Monica uh, beach by that point to a hotel in Santa Monica, and then in the 70s they moved to Oakland. But yeah, check it out. And what's creepy about this movie is that they at the end they all sing a song which doesn't make a lick of sense, but there's actual synonym resonance in this movie, and they name them by name in the end credits. And they go, we also want to thank actual synonym residents. And there's like two rows of these people's names. Wow. You know, that was that's pretty weird. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I blame Oakland. You blame Oakland. You're going to say <laughs> why? Because of Jim Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you want to move to. I hope you stay in San Francisco proper. Oh, well, no, you know, I love Oakland and uh, I've, I'm in Oakland most of my weeks anyway. So I, uh-huh. I love the Bay Area. I would like to be. I'm a tri-state guy. I'm not a New York City guy. You know what I'm saying? I acknowledge there's other states <laughs> yeah, around gotcha. me. I gotcha. You know, it makes it makes my life a lot better. It enriches my life knowing the other communities around me it's, besides being like a city snob, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I've stopped. I've tried to shed my city snobness over the decades. And Very nice. And acknowledge the neighborhoods and stuff like that. But I also, you know, at the end of the day, I'm home in the city. God bless. So, oh, hi, uh, uh, Ad Rock, I want you to meet this woman. She's crazy too. You guys have a lot to nude. talk about. Oh, yeah, that's new, lady. Nude. Okay, what's happening now is Donald Sutherland says, "Please help me with this girl while I go do something." And he's like, "I don't work here." And he goes, "I know you don't work here, but I could use some help, and you're a good guy." So he goes, "Okay, I'll help." And then Ad Rock goes AWOL. <laughs> <laughs> And he burns Donald oh, Sutherland. Can I set it up for you? So what's he going to do? He goes AWOL. He, yeah, that's right. He he goes AWOL and leaves her sitting there alone and something bad happens. I don't know. But the point is he betrayed Donald Sutherland. No, all the trust. trust. 
building yeah. and yeah. Well, Donald Sutherland found her and she was wearing clothes. He said, "What?" <laughs> oh, look, exit. Yeah, he's got his key that he yes. got from the level four guy. Thank God for that insert shot. That director knows what he's doing. He's like, I'll remind the audience about the key. Literally take the key out. Okay, so I said it before because they were sitting together, but this is when it actually happened. All right, this is where the trust gets... I gotta go. Listen to it if you want, but I don't know. It's no no big deal. What's my instructions, Donald? How does it feel to be closed? Hey, Marilee. I know you can hear me. I kind of know what you're going through. Sometimes I feel like my mom's not around at all. You know, but you can't, you can't let that get you. You know, I, I love my mom. You know, she might not be there, but I, I love her. This is important to the plot in the end when he goes back to mom. I was playing that in case there was any Academy uh, members listening to our podcast. Right. They would take Adam Harwood's performance for your consideration. <laughs> so now Donald Sutherland is getting called away. Oh, and this is where it all goes Wait to shit. Wait a minute. No, no. No, not yet? You've seen this yeah, movie four I, times? Yeah. When you say four times, you always include the, the today, right? In your times? No, the, I saw it three times and then I saw Rushed to the rush. This morning for just okay, there he is. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's escaping, even though we made a promise. What's you gonna do? Oh, he just left when her in there. Come for you. Yeah, he's just going AWOL, that's all. Oh. And he realizes what he's doing. You see? At the end of Paul's boutique they have a, a live track where they go, uh, so and so, what you gonna do? He's gone AWOL. Really? Yeah. That's what, what I thought you were referencing. I know, what a coincidence. Okay, here comes Bad Brother. Oh, wow. Perfect timing. He must have called from a payphone and Bad Brother was waiting at a bar and got the call. Well, no, they arranged the time. 7.30 oh, right. p.m. Wow, look at and that. And I guess it's summer because the sun is way up. And we should say that's 10.30 uh, East Coast time. What does it matter? We're on the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> we're in now New Mexico. Now we're going to hear Soundgarden song. Let's All right. This. See the gun? Yeah. That's, that's on purpose. It's what it looks We're like not it's... not hearing the sound garden sound. Never mind. Is this uh, Santa Monica Pier? No. <clears throat> this is Mexican Gang Central. Oh, they're in Little Mexico. I don't know. But he it's payback time to the Mexican Gang, Okay. So what they're going to do, according to the brother, is they're going to give those guys what they give to us, a drive-by. And so he puts into Adam's hand a gun. Oh, boy. So wait a minute. This is at a fucking children's fair. (laughs) Well, not the part where the gang is, but yes. Yeah. Oh, see there. (laughs) I think the director should have made it the same old gun that was in the beginning, but they didn't do that. Well, no, his his father took that gun, found that gun, took yeah. it, went to a courthouse, pulled it out <laughs> as a surprise while right, they were waiting like for the trial. Look, you see the cut? Yeah. He's like, I should be dead. They deserved it. They were going to kill me. Don't wimp out on me, Adrock. 
But Adderock's not really a killer, right? He's more of a, a lover than a fighter. Well, not when, prior to Juvie. He is currently. Oh. And that's the that's the the conscience he's wrestling right now. He knew it was wrong to go AWOL. He knew he was personally betraying that guy. Right. Now he's going to shoot some Mexicans. Do I really have a horse in this race? So you had a bad day, is what you're saying. Okay, get out, get out. Shoot that next choice. Yeah. He's going to make the right choice. If you're not loyal to me, get out. Oh, the the L word. Well, we're going to find out that he's going to learn that his brother, his stepbrother, his half-brother isn't loyal to him. We're going to find out. So they had the same mom with different dads. They had the same dad, but different uh, mom. Okay, gotcha. Oh, really? He's that police... Oh, right, he's the police cop. Yeah, the police officer's son. Nap. Why does this, the, the screen keep doing that jerky thing? You know I, what I'm it, talking I about? I kind of don't dig it. I like it. I like it, too, now that I've seen this a bunch of times. But, but it's not intentional. It, Chariots of Fire Director didn't say, you know it would be great? Some herky-jerky shots. <laughs> It's, but it's unsettling at first. Uh, I want some crazy transitional swipes. <laughs> yeah. What is that you're singing to the tune of what? Chariots of Fire. I'm singing oh, to words to chariots of fire. Chariots of fire. I'm singing the words. <laughs> Those are the actual lyrics. The, yes, chariots these are the actual lyrics to chariots of fire. Once upon a time, the Romans were in chariots of fire. Okay, now we're coming up on the club. We're, oh wait. No, we're back at the, the children's fair. fair. So I guess he's going to. He's going to kill yeah, a guy in front right. of children. It's, right, right. You're right. Not cool. I don't make a stance oh, that often. That's he's fire eater. Fire? He's yeah, a fire I mean, eater. food is. Mexican Twisted fire eating. Really spicy. <laughs> you idiot, that's actual fire. <laughs> you want a meat stick, a carne stick? Yeah, okay, I'll uh, have a carne stick. I'm a fire eater. Uh, Twisted fire fuego. eater. Fuego. fuego. Yeah, Carl, I heard you had a good set at the uh, Mexican festival. You, you were on fire. Comida de, del fuego. Comida is the Cinco de Mayo dancing. It seems like this seems like fun. If I didn't have a gun, I'd be like into it. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's we're having conscience things. These guys are just having fun. They're nice. He's seeing a lot. He's oh, here comes the gun. gun. Don't do right. it. That's kind of sucky. There's the bad guy who's like, "Why are you bothering us?" Because it's something to do. Yeah, I'm having a love of life. And look. He shoots, but to the ground, so that the brother won't see. Now, the sound of the shot, though, makes everyone freak out, and the half-brother thinks he did it. Oh, but they're going to come and fucking kick his ass for real. Watch out. Boom. Oh, it's gone from worse to worse. Yeah, that's right. And now, Adam has fallen out of the car. Right. Dumbass. So what does the brother do? He leaves him he there. He doesn't wait for him. He leaves him behind. 
But Carl, don't you understand? He might get hurt, the bro- half-brother. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't put two and two together. Yeah, you got to think about Ad-Doc, yourself. Finds the gun that's on doing, the ground? He's just sort of doing self-defense, like... Oh, boy. You got this guy here. Well, he's in the wheelchair because of the uh, the step, the half-brother. Woo. This looks pretty intense. Right. Now, what should happen right now is Ad-Rock should put down the gun, but he doesn't. I mean, if, if, the, direct, if the writer's keeping to the truth of him changing, he should totally surrender. Right. Wow, I love this crap. Yeah, the guy's like, go on, shoot me, shoot me. Oh, I so thought you were calling me. You called me a goon? I'm out of here. No. I said, go on, you asshole. <laughs> go on, you goon. Uh, yikes. So Ad-Rock gets away. Good. No thanks to his brother. Right. Or anyone who can run fast. He could have, Somebody could have followed him. Oh, there's the bus. Yeah. Exact change, please. Thank you for riding New Jersey Transit. That'll be another thirty-five cents for this trans for this zone. What do you mean zone? <laughs> That's right. It's a okay, new county. Now here's the dad's house, and in the middle of the night, knock, knock, knock. Look at those pants. He's, He's basically here to see the brother and confront the brother. Why'd you leave me? But what he finds instead is the dad who rejects him. Get out of my house! You're not welcome. Whoa! Father slammed him. Now. This director does the right thing in this movie. What's going to happen here is there's going to be a physical altercation that turns into a sneaky, sneaky hug. And the father will emote. He will show us that he doesn't want to be a jerk. He wants to be, you know, have a loving relationship with his son, but... He just can't pull that together. He can't back down. Uh, ah, he's stubborn. So it's basically, I'm. He's now ignoring. It went from get out of my house, and he's like, "I talk to me, Dad. Talk to me. Look at the guns on this wall." Oh yeah, that's cool. I have those guns on my wall all the time. Sorry, I'm so bored by. Stranger to guns, this guy. Oh no! I like how there's guns on the wall, and he wrecks the model boat. There's a fucking gun on the wall. Take the gun. He's basically screaming, talk to me, Dad. See, now this turns into a fight, like subduing the kid. But watch how it becomes for the father a hug. Now, please! Come on! Come on! He hears the son crying out to be loved. Right. And there he goes. That was a hug. Look, look. Stealth hug. Right, behind his back. Right. You can see in his face. Now look, a look of realization. He knows what he's doing. He realizes what he's doing himself. My father. Him. He's my fucking father, right? Why does he talk with that weird nasal voice? Okay, now he's out of the house. He's about to leave, and who should show... But the brother. Oh. Right. Funny seeing With you all here. all sorts of excuses. 
Is this Soundgarden? No, we missed that. Charles, check this guy out. There's Cheryl. The oh. absolute betrayal. Come here, bro. Come on. Let me oh, whoa. That, they did that again. Yeah. That's Cheryl in the car. Huh. And there's the dad looking at what no, he's watching this okay? world with these two kids. In. I gotta get a few things. Yeah, like you really care. <laughs> not exactly an upper middle class house, is it? No, and not really a southern gothic house, even though the the melodrama is very gothic. It's ranchy. Whoa! Chino. What are you doing, man? Chino. Chino. Oh, shit. Chino? Chino, man. Come on. Gino. That's his what nickname. Chino or Gino? C-H-I-N-O. His All name's right. Tim, but they call him Chino throughout. Chino. If it's a 50-year-old, it his accident. name's Tim. If it's a 20-year-old, his name's Chino. Gotcha. Of course, he's supposed to be 17 in this film. I wonder now, look, he fired just to let off steam, but he didn't. He fired a gun in front of his face? Yeah. That that would hurt you so much. Yeah, in his ear, right? Yeah, there, right. That one that got cut. Oh, so real quickly, so he got arrested for for throwing a bottle. He later said that it wasn't, but he had to get his father Israel Horowitz's uh, attorney to to get him out of there. His father is his playwright, right? Isn't that the story with with Adam Horowitz? His father is Israel Horowitz, who wrote, I forgot the name of the off Broadway play, but it ran for decades. Yes, I. I didn't look it up, but looking up Ad Rock, I bumped into his father, who is a playwright. Well, you do you remember like seeing the ads in the Village Voice or like the, any of the New York papers during the eighties and nineties? Like it would play every week. I think it was like the line no. or the queue. I, I it wasn't on my radar to notice. I certainly yeah. was a Village Voice reader at the time, and in nineteen eighty nine, I was in Manhattan. Yeah. So it was running. You know, there's the Me Too stories regarding his father. I don't know the details, but I do, I do know that there's been some charges. Some allegations, mm -hmm. so. Okay, so now Cheryl's been rejected and brother's been rejected. Right. And, and dad's father right. hasn't really been rejected, but it's unresolved. She does look like Christina Applegate in this shot. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> what the? God, is this again? Is the this... publisher. Thank you for this crappy. <laughs> She was wearing that shirt that uh, Kelly Bundy would always wear, the kind of sleeveless red turtleneck shirt. Yeah. Listen, I liked who she became as an actress when she got older. She never really had any great, great roles, but anything I've oh. seen her in, like Just Visiting and stuff, she's funny. Just Visiting. What a funny movie to mention. Yeah, she was very funny in that. Yeah. that. I mean, other films, too. Uh, the one she does with uh, Something About Mary Girl. Oh, yeah, that was in San Francisco. That was, uh, what was the name of that movie? But can I tell you a story about that after you're done? Yeah. Well, I am done. I just right. think she doesn't suck. No, she doesn't suck. And she, she's held a bunch of sitcoms in the last 15 years. Uh, they're they're rewatchable. I mean, I definitely think she's very talented. She did a movie with uh, Cameron Diaz and took place in San Francisco. And I, I, we don't remember the name, but... Cameron Diaz's character lives on North Beach in the famous uh, street that has steps 
it's right there off of Broadway. And uh, mm-hmm. it's also where uh, there was a youth hostel. And my friend worked there. And so we were in that side street when they were shooting the scene where the opening credits where uh, Cameron Diaz is oh. walking up the steps and she's dancing and she's saying hi to her neighbors. And we got to watch that scene from the window. And my God, like I got to see Cameron Diaz like like half cool. a block acting. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And was your friend being hostile? He was in the hostel, so yes. <laughs> okay, so now basically Adam has nowhere to go. He doesn't know what to do, and oh, it's wrapping up. And so he once again goes to the personal residence of Donald Sutherland and has found him drinking, right. like mad, drunk, with no family. Yeah. He goes, she's at her mother's. Things are officially... Up in the air, right? Wow, now. she's not even reading textbooks anymore. He's reading TV Guide. TV Guide, and he's saying, "Get out!" I wish we could see the uh, uh, cover. The cover? We have our, yeah, we have our publisher to thank for this horrible version. Raymond, Why we're can't I so. Find that guy? We're, we're gonna have to watch more of his films just just so we can rag on him for providing <laughs> these films for us. How dare you provide a movie for? How dare you provide Raymond. us content, Raymond? You can at least Raymond provide us. James. It sounds like his mother's talking to him. Raymond James, you get down. <laughs> this guy, God bless, he, he gave us content for this episode, but at least yeah. he could have gave us a better copy. I'm not going <laughs> to complain. Well, listen, it's, you ruined my your life. Choice, but don't blame right. anybody else when they make that choice. You go have a nice long talk with your mom and dad sometime. Have a talk with any of the folks whose kids are in that place, and you will hear them saying exactly the same thing. I had something terribly important that I had to do. It just couldn't wait. I had to take care of it. Drunk so voice. I'm giving you information drunkly. Well, basically, he's saying, why did you go AWOL? And he's like, I couldn't help it. I had to go do this thing. And he's making an analogy to the parents. Why weren't you there for your kid? Well, I just had to do this one thing. I just had to do this thing for my work, and then I was going to get to it. So he's, like, throwing it back at him. And now is the time in which, basically, nah, it'll be in the morning, but (laughs) he's kicking him out. He's kicking him out. Oh, that's too bad. Well, you know what? Actually, that makes sense. He should kick them out in the first place. Well, I mean, he lost his family, but, I mean, it's not Adam's fault. I mean, Donald Sutherland was living a life in which his family came second. It was the last straw that broke the camel's back. Okay, so did he leave? Did he get kicked out? No. Now it's the morning, and uh-huh. surprise, Ad Rock is still in full effect, uh, as he would say. This is that moment when you wake up and there's a busy boy in your bed? Ooh, that always happens. Yeah. We got rhyme selections in a wide array. Chez Bonbon, pour vous manger. All the party people saying, beep, 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 because I got a remote for my bidet. A-D-R-O-C-K. I'll stop. No, no, I, I, I'm actually enjoying this. Go ahead. I use the microphone like Picasso used clay. Down with Chino from around the way. Peace to Mbada and Jazzy J. Are you saying when he says down with Chino, he's saying I regret making this movie? <laughs> yeah, down with it. Yeah. Like down with the king. Uh, wow. All right. Let's uh see what happens. He's up. Oh, 
Well, basically now we're going to have the heart-to-heart that wraps up the film. What do you want, kid? What is it you want? Just tell me what you want. Do you even know? And Ad-Rock realized, I I just want to belong. Oh, this is the... All right. Oh, yeah. You you spoiled this movie already for me. You don't have to spoil it during the end of the actual movie. That would be really neat if I tried. (laughs) Why not? Look at the San Francisco freeway system in the picture behind them. That's not the San Francisco freeway. It's just, oh, maybe. It really looks like San Antonio's freeway. Well, there is an area like where uh, Oakland, San Francisco, like where the Bay Bridge kind of connects in Oakland, mm-hmm. and they call that area the maze because it has kind of similar overheads like that. I see. But it's not as uh, pronounced. That's the clover leaf, isn't it? I find that a maze thing. Okay, let's listen. Let's listen. All right, I got it full blast. Heart to heart. Is that jacuzzi behind him? Or is it bad? I just want to be loved. Right. Oh, that's just, just that. I just heard it. Heard oh. it. I just want a home. Now your mom came to see me. Think you should give her another chance? I mean, so, if it doesn't work out, at least you tried, right? I guess we've got to be in L.A. I think all exteriors are in L.A., right? But right, and then everything else. That junkie freeway. <laughs> it's not like the parkway, I'll tell you that much. It's not like a tollway. <laughs> These freeways where you don't have to pay for county, it's just gone to shit. It's free. All roads should be free, and I wish I was governor of New Jersey. I would make that in full effect. Oh, if I was governor of New Jersey, I'd be like, you're going to have to put toll booths in the middle of each county and do (laughs) extra charging. They got rid of that, Mike. You haven't been here in a long time. I haven't been. You don't pay a toll for every county anymore. They made less tolls, but each one is more money. Oh, so it's like 70 cents if I could figure it out. It's $1.50. My God, I haven't been around in a while. Uh, look at this. So going back to your mom. That's right. They're going to mom's house right now. And basically, that's what's going to happen. He's going to bounce up the ta- stairs and he's going to go, Mom, I'm home. That's all I needed anyway. The mom's the only rational par- uh, family member he has. Yeah, but the mom lied and dropped him off at the mental institution. The mom had the party and didn't go to see him. I can explain the party. Listen, it's, it's her husband. It has real her friends. They planned what, this the for mom months was bickering with The mom was bickering with the ex-husband when the kid needed help in the psych office. She's not an angel. She used huh. to fuck Robbie's friends in high school. All right. <laughs> <laughs> This is basically good luck, kid. Yeah. Thanks for ruining my marriage and wrecking my career. We have eight minutes left in this film, and I got to tell you, most of it's credits. So I don't think, even though it's disrespectful to diss the credits, I think, you know, considering the time, which is. We have 10 minutes left in the show. I'll tell you what. you want to tell tomorrow's show. We'll, we'll talk over the last couple of seconds of dialogue. Do you want to promote any shows while I prep for next week? Uh, no, no. Just go to carlsucks.com. Nothing to promote. I mean, nothing that anyone would come to. You know what I mean? I, there's a gig in Staten Island. Did you, uh, uh, did you do that radio thing? 
contest? Yeah, I won. Oh, well, tell me about that. Okay, the truth is I didn't really win. It was like a bringer, and not enough people were coming, even though I was bringing seven people. So he oh. canceled it, and he declared me by default the winner. So nice. I got to do the gig when the radio personalities were there on the weekend. So that was last Friday. Was there and a I show? There, yeah, you see that you had the show on Tuesday, the Sabringer, and then you had the real show Friday and Saturday. And right. The winner got to do a guest spot. So, so and I was you... really mad because the woman personality, in, she was the hostess, hostess of the thing, and she goes, put your hands together for Carl the Comedian. <laughs> you brought me up as Carl the Comedian. Carl, Carl. You, you go by Carl, right? And, <laughs> and she had a clarify. She had to clarify it. it. <laughs> She's at the end and she's clapping her hands. And, Wasn't he great? Wasn't he great? Carl the comedian. Well, Carl, like, listen. For kids parties. Yeah, I know. But she probably needed that rhythm, that first name, last name rhythm, and you didn't provide <laughs> it. And so she just right. kind of filled it in. And also, maybe she didn't think you were a real comedian if she was saying that to hurt your feelings. <laughs> you should yeah. really, you should really let that brew and stew on you. When I first met her, she goes, "Oh, are you in the class?" <laughs> like, oh boy. <laughs> Here he is. Listen, listen. Well, I guess we already, already said it. He goes, Mom, I'm home, like the nicest way ever. But these are cool end credits where they tell you what the characters do afterwards, right? It was like boxed and said, you know. Yeah, but the thing uh, is, you got to be like invested in the film. Oh, you know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of got to be an epic. And this ain't that. Well, this has been Lost Angels from 1989, known for having Adam Horowitz of the Beastie Boys and also known for being viewed five times by Carl. Carl, what do you think of the movie? I think this is a very bad film. I don't recommend it. I think it was very good for your show. There's lots to talk about. I guess. The fact that it's Ad-Rock made it fun. Yeah. But... Um, that's a good way of saying it. it was fun because it was King and Rock from the VC Boys. Yes. But it was another uh, exploitative teen trouble movie, and it just and we also done without this. with the Los Angeles thing. I kind of fall for those movies, especially if they're punk rock kids in trouble. But yeah, I don't well, know. Listen, I want to say Ad Rock is much more proud of this movie he did. Uh, it's a motorcycle movie called Roadside Prophet. Oh yeah, was, with John Doe from X. Film. Right. And that was 1992, and that one he has seen over and over. And he played opposite Ben Stiller in While We're Young, which I think is new. Oh, While We're Young. Yeah, I saw that movie, actually. I think it was Noah, the guy who directed Marriage Story, directed it. It's I, Any good? Any? Yeah, it's an interesting movie. I, I If he shows up in it, it was more of a cameo or a glorified uh, scene. It was. Oh, it, is that the one where the Ben Stiller as a couple... Yeah. Like, we're getting old, let's try to be young again. Let's okay. have some young friends, like Adam Driver as her friend in Brooklyn. And right. it goes from there, and he dresses like him, and then it just kind of falls to shit, you know? Okay. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a good movie. I liked it, but uh, I didn't remember it. You know where I remember King Ed Rock from is the cameo in M.I.A.'s uh, uh, I Get High Like Paper, I Fly Like Wood, that song, uh, the <laughs> one that has the Clash riff in it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, every What's day it called? I'm, I make my money. M.I.A. Uh, goes, uh, pew, pew, pew. Uh, every day. She, she's working in a food truck and she's serving food to people and she serves it to the two surviving members of the BC Boys. Interesting. Paper Planes is the name of the song. 
And it uses okay. the straight I'll to hell riff on it. Like it, it slows oh, it down. Oh, that's a great tune. It slows down that melody, and, and, the, and the song is based on it. It's a terrific song. And the video has uh, her serving uh, food truck food to... Uh, and, wow, and, that riff is already super slow. Is yeah. it the... Oh, you know what? Fuck it. We're on YouTube. I'm going to go ahead and type it in. Cause, uh, okay. And then I'll play you the uh, trailer to our next week's film, which is not... I have not announced it yet. Okay, I changed my mind. Okay, well, fuck it. Let's go to the edge. I'm going to play a YouTube video without the ad. Here we go. You hear it? Yeah, that's crazy. It's normal speed. It's just a slow rip. Anyway, so that's the song. And that's actually a famous movie song because they used it in the trailer for Pineapple Express, but they never used it in the movie. Oh, interesting. Good so, film, Pineapple Express. Yeah, definitely a good film. He was actually talking about it's the name of a river in Canada, before, and that's how they got the name for the posturing. Anyway, so uh-huh. next week, this is we're in 2020, God bless, and what's been happening last year and this year is that films have been coming into the public domain. So the, as you may know from 20 years ago, there was a law passed delaying public domain uh releases and it was partially because of disney uh for another 20 years and now 20 years mm-hmm. have passed and last year we had that uh forest uh the two paths in a forest poem that's public domain and this year uh there's a bunch of movies that are in the public domain and a lot of buster keenan films and in next week's movie i would like to watch the 1920 the 1924 version of peter pan peter which, pan, pan which i have no clue but it just went uh it just went uh, public domain. Public domain. So we could listen to the sound. And a guy named Silent Piano Ninja created his own homemade trailer. And I thought we uh-huh. could end the show by playing the trailer and getting you guys psyched to watch Peter Pan next week from 1924. A recently uh, re- uh, public domain movie that just got released into the public domain this year. So I'm going to go ahead and play it. Do you see it? Peter Pan 1924 trailer, Silent Piano Ninja. Not a very good piano player or ninja. All right, Carl, I'm going to go ahead and start it. Carl. Carl. All right, here it is. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking into mute. Count it down. Count it down. All right. Come on. Three, two, one, go. See, this is a fake trailer. Yeah. Do you believe in fairies? Yeah, sure. There's there's plenty in Jersey. All right, look, it's smooth. Or mermaids. It's pretty arbitrary. Are you drunk? Oh, there they are, the mermaids. There I'll be they fine. are. Clearly you're not Or flying, frying children. Oh, I'm sorry. I need my glasses. Whoa. That's quite a <laughs> That's quite a dangerous little stunt they that get on. <laughs> that is or pirates. Quite a backward. Wow, this movie has mermaids, pirates, flying children... And fairies? Oh, Captain Hook. Does he have a hook? Yeah. <laughs> These fucking kids. Must... Hey, should we save this? The, um, mobile. This movie is more than an hour. That's why we can't do it. It is? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're not, we, I should announce that we are doing live shows and Carl will be here in person. And that's a big deal for us. <gasps> uh, March 1st, uh, March 7th. We'll have more details, but I'm selecting movies that are less than an hour so we can do these hour blocks. And this film is over an hour. So what we'll do it next week. But also, aren't we doing our regular show on both Sundays? 
the first Sunday we have to do two one-hour shows because it's part of the festival. We're doing okay. then on Saturday at 8 p.m. We're doing an additional two one-hour shows, and then Sunday okay. you're staying, and we're going to do our normal show. And Great. So we and could you do. Have a, to let me know ahead of time so I can do my research. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Ahead of time, because I'll be very distracted in San Francisco. I think now we're just at the point where we're going to kill time until we hit the top of the hour, and then the show ends because. Oh, it's, it is time, yeah. All right, so that's it. Uh, all right, guys, thanks so much. We appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. All right, uh, bye, audience. Oh, wait, wrong song I just played. I'll play this one. <laughs> all right, it doesn't matter. We're getting Ernie cut off. Torrance. Okay, get- thank you, Mike. Yep, thank Carl. Thank you, audience. Bye. bye.